When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, uh, lately I've been looking at some of the things that got us to where we are in the botanical-style aquarium game. Procedures, practices, ideas. And one of the things that keeps coming back to me is our use of certain, um, what I call, alternative substrate materials particularly stuff like twigs and leaves and stuff like that. And I was looking back at some of my uh, tanks that I've done over the past couple of years, and it hit me uh, how happy the fishes seemed poking and grazing through the bed of, you know, broken twigs and leaves that makes up the majority of the substrate in some of these tanks that I've been playing with. Uh, and to me, beyond the simplest aesthetics, it was really, really important. Uh, a tank in this that was fabricated or created in this manner does have a different look, but it has a function, which is slightly different than what we're used to. And of course, I find the function part perhaps more fascinating than the aesthetic. It's very much a representation of what we see in nature. And of course, our fishes, uh, as far as they're concerned, it's kind of like what they've evolved to live under. Our fishes take two aquariums set up to recruit, you know, biofilms and fungal growth pretty easily. And that's what a a substrate comprised of twigs and so forth does. And guess what? Not only do you ultimately learn to love the look, well, geeks like me do anyway, you begin to notice the incredible stability of an aquarium that's managed with what I half-jokingly call an active substrate, sort of to borrow from the uh, vivarium friends. In other words, a substrate that recruits fungal growth, biofilms, um, bacteria, detritus, and so forth. And uh, the key to that sort of functional part of a substrate-centric aquarium is, wait for it, the substrate materials that you use. It's not rocket science here. It really isn't. I love little twigs and root pieces. It's why we offer them. I think when they're laid down loosely on the bottom of the tank with or without a thin layer of sand or sediment or whatever, these materials serve as a sort of matrix to capture detritus, foster microorganism growth, and facilitate the growth of our, you know, BFFs, the biofilms. <laughs> yeah, those guys again. And without boring you for the millionth time, you know, biofilms form when bacteria adhere to surfaces in some watery environments and begin to excrete a sort of a glue-like substance that consists of sugars and uh, other materials that, that uh, sticks to these various surfaces, and, you know, such as in our case, twigs and, and, and sticks and so forth. And biofilm growth occurs really rapidly, as most of you who have ever cured or uh, had botanicals in C2 can attest to. It starts with just a few bacteria and then it puts out this big stringy mass of sugar and so forth. And the interesting thing, we can go on and on all day telling you how this is totally normal, it happens in nature, blah, blah, blah. It's simply bacteria and microorganisms taking advantage of this perfect substrate upon which they can grow and reproduce, just like in the wild, you know. And when you add, you know, new botanicals, it offers this mother load of botanical material for these biofilms to propagate and that's what happens, just like in nature. I mean, I could tell you this stuff, and it still may not make you feel good. The look is kind of gross. 
Um, it's a visual indicator, though, that the natural processes are working. So again, I ask you to make that mental shift to uh, accept them as perfectly natural, which is ubiquitous uh, in the nat- natural habitats from where our fishes come from. The biofilms are everywhere. And ecologically, the productivity and diversity of these habitats in nature makes them perfect subjects for replication in our aquariums. Not only do they offer those kind of different aesthetics, if you will, they offer really cool opportunities to see how they can function in a closed system like an aquarium. When fishes are kept in a representation of a habitat which mimics its form and function, there's this enormous potential for discovery and success. It's, it's there. It's what we've been doing in the aquarium hobby for years. This is just a sort of a different look, that's all. So it looks weird, and so we tend to get a little bit freaked out. Now, <clears throat> in nature in general, just look at the way rocks, soil, and branches come together in you know areas like flooded forests or jungle streams. They form these interesting physical spaces that fishes utilize for protection, for foraging, and for reproduction. And by happenstance, these formerly terrestrial features become important and unique underwater microhabitats that fishes can exploit for food, protection, and even spawning sites. So when we replicate that you know, sort of complex physical structure and the other attributes of these features, including you know, rich substrates and roots of various thicknesses and leaves and all that stuff, we can offer our fishes all sorts of potential microhabitats. And in the aquarium, we tend to focus on the macro level, you know, creating a nice big wood stack, maybe incorporating some rock or whatever, but we seldom think about the whole picture um, if allowed to come together in a more natural way. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've always been a big fan uh, of my aquarium work, uh, allowing nature to take its course in some things, as you probably know by now. And this philosophy, which plays right into my love of dynamic aquarium substrates, is a perfect thing for a lot of us who want to play with this type of aquarium. Again, if left to their own devices, these aquariums function in an efficient, almost predictable manner. And nature has this thing about finding a way to work in all sorts of situations. And I have this thing about not wanting to mess with stuff once it's up and running smoothly. Like, I'll engage in regular maintenance, you know, water changes or whatever, but I just don't do any heavy tweaks as a matter of practice in most aquariums. Either either I kill them or I keep them going and don't tweak them. In particular, though, I tend not to disturb the substrates in my aquariums because a lot of good stuff is going on down there, like amazing stuff. Even in non-planted aquariums, playing with this stuff opens up a whole new area of aquarium exploration. Like any dynamic habitat, the botanical-style substrate relies on a variety of organisms to do the job of processing nutrients. It's a healthy and diverse assemblage, if you allow it to do that, that dwells in this layer, ranging from the bacteria to fungi to worms and small crustaceans, and it comprises what we call the infauna. Essentially, the infauna is a collective of organisms which do most of the work in keeping a botanical-style aquarium functional and healthy. So the moral of this very quick but probably somewhat repetitive story that you heard before is be kind to your substrate, and it will be very kind back to you. Trust me on that. There's a lot more to the bottom than a pile of clean white sand, that's for sure. So the little thought for today is think about those twigs and bits and pieces of things in in a different light. There's a lot more going on than you might think. So stay creative, stay bold, stay curious, stay patient, stay focused, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending a tiny part of your day with me today. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.